I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. It is week three of December 2022's theme month, Christmas movies. This is my selection this week. I opted to continue a mini tradition. I started uh, last year with Christmas-related TV movies. We watched from 1971, The Homecoming, A Christmas Story so known as a Walton's Family Christmas. This is a television film that aired in 1971. A very uh, popular, very successful film. It led to a television series, The Waltons, which ran from 1972 to 1981. Very successful series, uh, kind of era-defining in some respects. Kind of the ultimate sweet family, just doing the best they can. I've never seen an episode of The Waltons, but I've seen this. I saw this last year... For its 50th anniversary, I decided to watch it. Okay. But I've never seen The Waltons. You've you indicated that you have. I've seen a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm surprised that you haven't, because how could you grow up in the area where we grew up and not see at least I, one episode? Yeah, on you know, or... I, I saw Little House on the Prairie, which uh-huh. is kind of its equivalent on another network. But this is one, like, I have a feeling that I'd really like this show. And, I mean, I'll just say this right now. When I watched this... Last year, I freaking fell in love with it. I fell in love with these people. It's sweet and sentimental. It's some of the best parts of Americana. It's just very, very endearing. I think if I watched the show, I'd probably really enjoy it. I I also found it to be relatively endearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard not to appreciate the John Boy character. Yeah. You know, and yeah. It's just charming. It's just thoroughly charming. I think it's probably a little more charming and resonant to you and I having lived in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and having seen some of that and having a different appreciation for some elements of this. But, but yeah, it's it's nice. It's pleasant. There's not a, a ton to the plot. Uh, it is about Christmas time, roughly 1933. They're waiting for their father's working a job, an unspecified job, 50 miles away. And he's supposed to come home for Christmas. And he just keeps not showing up when he was expected. And eventually they send John Boy out to look for him. And there's various other goings-on that night. It probably lasts from sometime in the afternoon of Christmas Eve to a little after midnight, one in the morning, something like that. It's just little vignettes. I suspect some of these supporting characters also carried over to the TV series. I know the major difference between these is that Ma and Pa Walton are recast because they couldn't get Patricia Neal or Andrew Dugan for the show, so they got uh, other actors. But I believe the kids are basically the same, and certainly Richard Thomas as John Boy Walton is uh, very iconic in this part. I guess we can talk about a couple moments from the film or little subplots. The Robin Hood Bandit. Mm -hmm. We've got William Wyndon as Charlie Sneed who might, could possibly be the Robin Hood bandit who steals things from various stores and then basically produce uh, turkeys, things like that, and then gives them to needy families on Christmas Eve. The big Lebowski himself, David Huddleston, is the sheriff who suspects that Charlie is the bandit and ends up kind of uh, scouting out the local store that he frequents and this is one he doesn't rob. That he's friends with the proprietors, also pretty generous sort. And that storyline is never really resolved. 
he's arrested. That was my biggest disappointment for me. Yeah. John Boy comes and borrows his car to search for his father at night. I kind of predicted the running out of gas scenario because mm. his mom gives him money to give to Charlie to buy gas mm. for, for this drive to Charlottesville that they're supposed to be making. And he borrows the keys from Charlie and doesn't put gas in the car. And I, in my head, I was like, he's going to run out of gas because he didn't use the gas money. Mm. But I didn't say it. And But it turns out to be the case. He runs out of gas. And that introduces some of the other side stories in this movie, going to see Preacher Hawthorne, played by Cleveland Little. Best known for Blazing Saddles. Yeah. And they go and visit the Baldwin sisters, oh, uh, Emily and, and Mamie, played by... Dorothy Stickney and Josephine Hutchinson. Dorothy Stickney lived to be 101. Josephine Hutchinson lived to be 94. So they they were legitimate. They'd go on to be quite old ladies in real life. Seeing the Black Church is endearing. They have the little nativity presentation. And their Santa Claus. And the Santa Claus. Cleavon Little's uh, character, Hawthorne Dooley. Very likable guy. The Walton family is apparently not racist. They're just totally cool with Cleavon and his son that shows up a time or two in the course of the, the film. This sequence where they've run out of gas and they're trying to get gas, and so he goes to the black church and Cleavon Little says, well, we should go over to the the sister's house. The Baldwin, the Baldwin sisters. sisters. And we can probably get some gas there because there's no place else to get gas at this, you know, at Christmas Eve. And... John Boy's impatient. He wants to get the gas and get going. Because he wants to go find his father. And Hawthorne just knows how to play these people because he kind of works for them. And, and by play, we don't mean man- manipulate in any malicious way. I mean, he, he likes these ladies. Yeah. But he knows you need to. they need to feel like we're visiting and reminisce and maybe listen to some music and... I love the ri- kind of the ritual. Kind of if you participate in the ritual, they're going to give you whatever you exactly. want. Exactly. And and you see the ritual going on early on where they're having this conversation, the two sisters, and you get this sense that they do this conversation every year about a guy that courted one of them 50 years ago. And if I'd married him, you'd be alone. And they're just, they're just very endearing old, 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 old women characters. They don't have any gas, but they let them borrow their uh, carriage, horse-drawn sleigh. They get as far as 30 or so miles from Charleston, but there's a tree down in the road. They can't go further. So they uh, take John Boy back home, and shortly thereafter, the father comes home. He had been delayed uh, by weather and various other occurrences, and He's brought a whole bunch of Christmas gifts for everybody. It's the things they all said they wanted. He's also figured out that John Boy wants to be a writer, which is this thing that he's quasi-ashamed of and didn't know that his father knew about. His father had figured it out, and so he brought him a bunch of, uh, they call them tablets, basically writing paper, which was a, a big deal of present for, for him in, in this circumstance. That's just a very, very sweet Sequence, and then the father tells the story about how he encountered Santa Claus and got the presents away from and him. basically stole the presents stole from the Santa. presents <laughs> from. Him. It's just is very sweet. Patricia Neal is great as the mother. She's one of my favorite actresses of this period. Uh, Andrew Dugan is known for playing presidents. He's played both Eisenhower and LBJ in in other things. 
Again, most of the kids showed up on the, uh, I believe all of them showed up on the television series, and that's what they're mostly uh, known for. Edgar Bergen, who played the grandfather, is the father of Candace Bergen, was, of course, part of the Bergen and McCarthy duo. He was the ventriloquist, and Charlie McCarthy was his dummy. For some reason, that show was a success on radio, which is probably the worst format for ventriloquism, because you can't see it. I guess the other thing that I wanted to mention is when they go to the uh, the missionary lady. Yeah. He's giving away... Uh, Who in this is credited as City Lady, played by Sally Chamberlain. Who's very kind of full of herself, but wants to... Uh, has these pretense of charity and gives this speech at the beginning that uh, we told the ladies of the Missionary Society, why send everything over our charity over to the heathens overseas when we've got plenty of heathens up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And... She makes these young people give, she's got a limited supply of presents, and if you can go up and quote a Bible verse to her, you get a present. Well, and I was impressed that the Waltons are the ones feeding the Bible verses to all the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, uh, the zinger is when... Uh, <laughs> when John Boy tells one of the kids uh, to quote a, a verse from Songs of Solomon. Song of Solomon that's uh, a little, it has to do with, with bounteous bosoms. Uh-huh. And, yeah, the, the expression on the lady is priceless. But she's yeah. like, okay, that's a Bible verse, so you can have your present. Yeah. She also reminds me of that really awkward conversation between John Boy and... His sister. Sally May, Ellie May, Mary Ellen. I think it is Mary Ellen. They have kind of an awkward growing up conversation, but it's done in, uh, you know... Reasonable terms. Reasonable terms, terms yeah. I just, I just find this very charming. Did you know this is a remake? It is not a remake. There, there was a remake made in 2021. They remade this in 2021. I have not seen the remake. Yeah. But they just took the uh, this basic story. And I guess there was thoughts of doing a reboot of the Waltons, but that hasn't at least yet come to fruition. No. I, I was going to then transition to this was remade again in 2021. As you have already mentioned, I'm kind of intrigued by the remake, but I don't hold out a lot of hope for it. Mm. Yeah, it was made for the CW. Was it really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, my expectations just went further mm-hmm. down. So, yeah. You ready for some Sure. Trivia? Let's go. From IMDb, Earl Ham- Hamner's two children, Scott and Carrie, are in the film as two of the children listening to the missionary lady. She is the short, dark-haired girl in a homemade hat, and he is the boy with paler hair. Dorothy Stickney and Josephine Hutchinson died only two days apart in real life. Oh, wow. Stickney on June 2nd, 1998, and Hutchinson on June 4th, 1998. that's weird. Yeah. Ellen Corby and Edgar Bergen, Esther and Zeke Walton, previously played another married couple, Trina and Peter Thorkelson, in I Remember Mama from 1948. I've seen that. While all of the children actors would reprise their roles for the subsequent TV series, The Waltons, of the adult actors, only Ellen Corby would do so. Okay. The program Fibber, McGee, and Molly that The Waltons are listening to on the radio originally aired in 1935. Ah, so slightly non-chronological. This was the final film of actress Josephine Hutchinson. Ah, even though she lived another almost 30 years. Yeah. The record that the Baldwin sisters play is a recording of Ombra Maifu from Xerxes by George George Handel. 
and they play a little. The episode stuff. takes place from December twenty fourth to December twenty fifth, nineteen thirty three. William Wyndon's character Charlie Sneed was named for two for two of actor ventriloquist uh, Edgar Bergen's most famous puppets, Charlie McCarthy, McCarthy and, and Mortimer Sneed. Yeah, that's all that's worth sharing out of that. This apparently saw an estimated budget of fifty thousand. Of course, it was a made-for-TV movie, so there's no box office returns on it. So yeah, I, I mean, I would I would recommend it. it it's kind of hard to rate a TV movie. There's almost two ratings. As a movie, I would give this three stars. As a TV movie, it's about about four stars as a TV movie, but three stars as a regular movie, and I'd give it eight out of ten. Yeah, which is pretty consistent with how it's rated on IMDb. It has an aggregate rating of 8.3 stars, and I'm with you. I'd go three and eight. So, yeah, it's it's pleasant. It's fun. It's worth watching. I'm I'm kind of intrigued by the 2021, primarily because Richard Thomas is in the mm-hmm. new one. Oh. Yeah, so, he's doing the narration in it. So. Yeah. If there's nothing else, I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. And I wanted to give us something a little shorter for editing and other purposes, because I think it'll be a little longer next week. Okay. So you're only marginally familiar with the Waltons. You've said you've just seen a couple yeah. episodes. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I kind of thought maybe you hadn't seen any of it. And, I, and, I, and also, when I told you what we were watching, you basically laughed. Well, yeah. It's yeah, because it's like, it's like it's such a date selection. Yeah. I, I assumed that it was because you had some familiarity with the Waltons. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. No, so this was... That's why I laughed, is, yeah. This was about 10, 15 or so years ago. I was in a singles ward in Boise, and we went to the Twin Falls Temple Dedication. Or not to the Temple Dedication, but the Open House. And we're driving, I forget if it was there or on the way back, and I'm in a, a group with people, and I'm talking to, to a girl there, and I forget her name, and she was talking about how much she loved the Waltons, and that she had gotten into this thing where each, about every paycheck, she went down to Walmart and she bought another season of the Waltons. And I just found that very endearing. Well, I think the nine seasons that they ran, they produced something like... The 212 episodes, yeah. I think, is what I yeah. saw. So, And then they continued to do TV movies of this into the late 90s. Yeah. Like, it was really kind of a... Like, there's a Walton's Easter... An and, institution, yeah. Yeah. And there was that kind of famous quote that George H.W. Bush, sometime in his presidency, said something about how American families should strive to be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. And the Simpsons did a little... Uh, Parody. Easter egg parody of that, and, uh, but yeah, there's a big difference between those families. This is an aspirational. This is really an aspirational family. Yeah, and it it is idealized, but it it represents kind of the best of that America that a good portion of America wants to make great again. Like this is the 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 good version of that. There's probably a lot to unpack in that sentence, but but that made me think of that. It's like I get wanting to go back to that. Yeah, yeah. Just to it within ethically. a certain extent, yeah, uh-huh. but yeah, yeah. Because like we were talking about, like so, you said there's no racism in this film except for the part where you know it's the black child who's sent to to fetch the white mm-hmm. kids. It's the you know the black church is on the outskirts of town. Like he's had to drive far enough out of town, he's ran out of gas. To get to the part mm-hmm. of, you know, to get to where the black people live mm-hmm. and gather and congregate and, mm-hmm. yeah. But the Waltons themselves are pretty dang tolerant people. Yeah. 
Well, what, they're of how, similar socioeconomic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that used to there used to be more a sense of kind of class solidarity, and obviously that's too simple because there's a lot of racism in the history of America, but. There used to be more class solidarity and less little kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Little uh, ethnic, little tri. It used to be tribal in a different way. Yeah. There used to be more economic tribalism yeah. uh, than there is today. I did inadvertently glance at the 2021 briefly. Mm-hmm. It has Marcella LeBlanc in it. Uh, Logan uh, Schroyer reprises the John Boy Walton mm-hmm. role. The cast looks intriguing, like Grandpa Walton is played by Alpha uh, Trevette. It has uh, Marilyn McCoo uh, in it from um, Fifth Dimension. Okay. Back in the back in the day. Yeah. But what's what kind of caught my attention is on IMDb, we've, we've mentioned this before, that there's a parent's guide, mm-hmm. which tell, gives you warnings about things that are in the movie. And it's rated moderate for profanity as well as, as alcohol, drugs, and smoking. I wonder what moderate profanity is. I can look at that actually in just a second. I just wanted to compare this one on the parent's guide, which is none on sex and nudity, mild on profanity. The only profanity I, don't I can remember think of, pissant, is pissant, the only thing I can yeah. think of. Which, here, let's look and see if we can see what it is, because... John oh. Boyd and a young child recite a verse from the Bible that talks about breasts. And John Boyd talks about kissing a girl on a date. If you're going to call that, yeah, anyways. But if I go back to this one, the 2021, there are several words that are maybe considered inappropriate to some in terms of the profanity. Right. That's about as vague as you can get. Well, that's literally what somebody wrote in is the thing yeah. that people have voted on it. But so this moderate profanity rating is based on three people agreeing with this mm. comment. So I think I will open IMDb on multiple devices and outvote those three. <laughs> 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 Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I think that's our topper. There you go.